no longer under a curse. Galatians 3, 10 and verse 13. For all who truly rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all the things written in the book of the law and do them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. The words law and curse conjure up strong pictures in your mind and mine. Law makes me think of government and police officers. And curse makes me think of witches and magic, since those are the places in my life where the words come up most frequently. But I know innately that these verses in Galatians can't be talking about either one of these things. So what spiritual pictures does Paul actually want you and me to see? And deeper than that, as God speaks to our minds today, what hope and power of God are provided in these words for our strengthening that God wants us to picture and understand? God wants us to see everything differently in the next 24 hours because we've read these words and we've thought about them. Well, let's start with curse because it sounds the most interesting. You and I were born under a curse. That sounds fantastic in the sense of from a fantasy, but it also sounds dark and a little creepy. Is this voodoo? What is the curse and who cursed us? Is there some witch looking over the railing to our crib? A curse is a pronouncement that if we do something like poke our finger on a spindle, then something terrible will happen, like dying. Well, the verses say that everyone who doesn't do everything perfectly that's written in the book of the law is cursed. And since the book of the law was written by God, the one who has cursed us is God. And what is our curse? Jesus tells us in Matthew 5.22 that just getting angry or calling someone an idiot breaks the law and the judgment or curse is the hell of fire. Who's able to go a full week without anger or the occasional put down? What a standard and what a consequence. Jesus himself is God's law enforcer and those cursed to hell will be there in torment for eternity. So the picture that God wants to convey is that the law is everything God has told us to do and the curse we live under is not just a little creepy, if we get the real picture in our minds, it's terrifying. With that fixed in our minds, we're now ready to add the words of Galatians 3.13. God tells us that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. And that his physical act of hanging on the cross is where our curse was lifted and placed on him. The song, How Deep the Father's Love, says that we see our sin upon his shoulders. Well, this is sounding really good, but it's even better than you think because there are two parts to us no longer being under a curse. The first part of being cursed is that no matter how hard we try, including the people who lock themselves in convents and monasteries, 
and deprive and even beat themselves, which I think is harder than you're trying, no matter how hard we try, most of what comes out of us is the list of things listed in the beginning of Galatians 5, 18 through 21. Let me read that. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned uh, you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, self-control, and against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. How tragic to want to stop doing all of the horrible things in the list, but be unable to because you're cursed. That is the first part of our curse. The second part of the curse is waiting in prison for our punishment for being this way. You know, whether it's waiting for a parent to come back and punish us, or waiting in a courtroom for the judgment against our wrong, or even the extreme case of those waiting on death row for their final day of life. Whichever of those we think of, waiting for punishment is awful. The anticipation of pain and the look in our parents or the judge's face puts knots in our throat and a pit in our stomach. But according to Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us. So the second part of the curse is lifted in its entirety. There is no punishment left for us to wait for. Our sins are draped around his neck. And the only hard part is watching him receive the lashes blows and wrath of God. But we feel joy because we couldn't stand the crushing weight and it would never have been lifted. We are free from this curse forever. More than that, he also freed us from the first part of the curse. Galatians 5, 22 through 24 shows us that when Jesus died, he not only removed the curse of our punishment, he crucified our flesh and gave us the Spirit of God. We're no longer cursed as slaves to the acts of the flesh. That list, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy and fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. If you struggle with any of those, which I'm sure you do, this curse is also lifted and look at what is able to flow from us now and define our relationships. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. The curse is broken. The curse is lifted and it's placed on him. There's no dread of the curse. There's no hopelessness from the curse. 
There's power in the Spirit, and there is freedom and joy and life. So let us rejoice and live this reality that is ours.